Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. A very fine evening out there for our listeners here at CryptoTalkRadio.net. My name is Leister. I'm your host. Welcome back or welcome for the first time, whichever applies to you. Today's episode will be a bit slim. There's a number of things happening, but not significant, different than previous. It's more of a follow-on to previous coverage that I've done. I want to start out real fast. There's a major event that's going to be kicking off at 1 a.m. my time tomorrow. This event is very important for my client for my first endeavor. That means I'm going to be, I need to monitor it and make sure the event goes off without a hitch. Then, early in the morning, I need to check in and make sure everything ran like it was supposed to. Now, the way I've got it situated, pretty much midnight, according to, and why I say, by the way, 1 a.m. is as per a different time zone. So for me, it's 11 p.m. 10 p.m. is my usual bedtime. However, for the customer, because of the time zone difference, mostly, I have to get up early, stay late, because I want to make sure they're settled. And, of course, it's a lot of freaking money. And so, just so you have an understanding, this will be slim because I need to get back to them. And once I get past this last hurdle for them, July should be a little bit more settled, a little bit more calm, and I can get back to a group. With my second endeavor then, I'm trying to negotiate a deal where it's an as-needed rather than full throttle. So they'll do the bulk of the work and then can consult with me if they need the skill sets. However, they hired a guy who's, he thinks he knows stuff. He doesn't know anything. This is, he's as bad as what I was dealing with my first endeavor back last year. To the point I was debating, maybe I should just wrap this up because he is, he is, so things are tumultuous to say the least. Speaking of tumultuous, that's what I'm going to be talking about crypto here. We're not going to do a transition. We're going to jump right into it and look at our graph. And Again, I am looking at coindesk.com if you want to follow along, and I usually zoom out to the month chart. 
major amounts of red, very little green. Ethereum is still wavering between 1830 and 1878, which is, it's actually a good sign. I think that's a good sign. Let me explain what I mean, because it contradicts what I've said for a while, if you've listened for a while. I see more red, a lot more red than green. Usually, not always, usually indicates downward momentum. However, looking at the price and seeing very little shift in the price up or down over the last 24 hours could mean, could is the operative word, could mean that there's less selling and possibly more buying. And it's possible that we could see a run up. It's possible that sentiment is, is calming down. The fear is calming down. The Gary Gensler and the SEC and everything with Coinbase and all that's still going on. The Binance is still going on. The Poof Air is still going on. The XRP is still going on. Everything's still going on that's been there. But what I theorize, and it's only a theory, what I theorize is a number of different things are causing a, a spin towards crypto, back towards cryptocurrency. I say back towards because despite the upward pressure I see, we're still not getting new money in cryptocurrency. It's still the same pool, roughly Peter, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul that we've always had. So stability can be a strong positive sentiment. We can use it to give the sense that at least people are not dumping out of the stuff. That's worth something. But if we don't see new money coming in, just means we're not at a run up yet. And that's what I think the red is indicating this time. Stability. Stability in, it may go down, but it's not crapping. It's not running up, but it looks like it may go that direction if we maintain the momentum that we have. So that's Ethereum giving me a sense that stability. I compare that with Bitcoin. Bitcoin was at a low of 30,000, just under 30,100, just under 30,000 or 31,000 at a high. Bitcoin spread is a lot wider than Ethereum. Bitcoin, of course, is lockstep with a lot of other coins. The fact that Bitcoin has a spread and the fact that Bitcoin spread is, I would argue, relatively significantly larger than Ethereum spread tells me two things possible. One, there's stronger sentiment on the Bitcoin side than on the Ethereum or other types of coins. When I look at the month chart, this seems to correlate to that finding. Because although there is more red than green, there is more green on Bitcoin than there is on Ethereum. What can this possibly tell us? It can possibly tell us that Bitcoin is the focus for people who are buying back in. And if Bitcoin is the focus and Bitcoin goes on a run-up, we know that everything else is going to go up just because it's Bitcoin tying to everything. Ethereum may then be experiencing self-pressure either because people are taking profits as they should or because they're just, again, robbing Peter to pay Paul, selling out to go to Bitcoin, and then others are buying dips, which would indicate stability. It would create a, st a stable price movement. These are all theories. I have no evidence, but I am saying Bitcoin looks great. Ethereum looks stable. Neither look terrible. Just trade smart. If you are going to get into these, trade smart. We still don't have the same momentum, though, that we had even earlier this year for any of these. They're looking to go up, 
but nowhere near with the same strength that we saw before. This isn't necessarily a down point, and I don't want you to feel like it's all over. I want you to resonate that there's opportunities to take profit along the way with all of these, and I believe that you should. If you're one that wants to gamble, it's your money, do what you want to do. If you're one that just wants to hold and wait for the large, by all means, it's your money, do what you want to do. I'm saying that there's profit opportunities with this because we're seeing positive movements. Up to you what you do. Let's breeze through our quick news bits. This won't take too long. Fresh up off the deck. I still like the data. President Trump came back out. He's in the news again. Of course, he's running for president again. And they're trying to suppress his bid for presidency. And Ron DeSantis is trying to overrun him. He is still the front runner. But very recently, former President Donald Trump released another set of NFTs. Melania Trump's wife released a set of NFTs again. So this is a guy, remind you, at one point he straight up said, you know, I like to gather and did not, he did, wasn't into crypto, wasn't NFTs, wasn't any of this stuff. And then all of a sudden he said, this is, this is what I want to do and I'm going all in. It seems like it makes some good money and, you know, they're going very quickly. And so the, if you're interested, uh, they're on his site, I'm pretty sure, and you can check those out. Now, these new ones, though, from... I think Melania is largely spearheading these. These new ones are much more tasteful than the Trump ones. They're around Independence Day, 1776. They have depictions of things like Mount Rushmore, uh, the Liberty Bell, the Statue of Liberty. There's no like tacky pictures of Trump dressed in whatever. There's no pictures of her dressed in whatever. These are very tasteful NFTs. And they're not selling anywhere near as quickly as the Trump NFTs. So certainly people are not buying into it. And I've said that I think people are tired of NFTs. These, though, I would be surprised if they don't sell out simply because they don't have the same tackiness. And some people might want to buy in simply to have a piece of independence or support of Independence Day. Speaking of which, I did buy one of those sleeping earmuff deals because I know they're going to be firing off fireworks out here, which drives me nuts. But if you want to get into these Trump NFTs, you can check out the site if you want. The site is usamemorabilia.com slash 1776. And you'll see, again, there's not a hint of tacky Trump on this. It's just straight up, you know, again, depictions of various forms of America if you are interested. MasterCard very recently News came out that they were going all in on cryptocurrency and they were going to release some sort of project. This project was going to be multi-chain. We don't know what that means as it stands. What we do know for sure is that there's at least some partial intent to use blockchain technology to support payment transactions. We know that to be some part of it, but we don't know full set. First, as stated under these news that came out, quote unquote, first will be allowing payment tokens to power transactions and scale blockchain. Part of this is to take bank deposits. So you take money that's deposited in and tokenize it. So if you think of this as somewhat of an on-ramp, fiat on-ramp, that's then using blockchain technology in transit, and then an off-ramp of fiat on the other side, that's basically what they're trying to see if they can do, they think that this might be one of the first steps to a CBDC, 
Because if you're able, now I want you to think that through. If that's right, that's true. You consider a world where you've got some sort of an on-ramp, fiat on-ramp, tokenized, so your money goes in, gets tokenized, turns into whatever, and you don't have anything to do with that tokenization. You don't really care. As long as the transaction clears, so you swipe your card, and whatever it is that you bought, it gets approved and everything's good. Now, I question the value of this because right now, the card transit networks are pretty darn quick. When you swipe your card and get an authorization back, it's pretty darn quick as long as it's a, you know, a swipe transaction and not a PIN transaction. It's still pretty darn quick. I don't see what the necessary benefit of this is. I believe it's really more of proof of concept, and I don't think we're going to see anything from this for at least two years. That's my theory just based on what I see because there's more to it than just transit of information. And if you're just obfuscating the blockchain side from the consumer, I question again what the value is to the consumer. How does it benefit the consumer? If we're saying that it's cheaper in terms of fees, does that get passed back to the retailers? If it does, it's not going to do any good to the consumer unless they force the retailers to yank all those card fees that they charge you for. And if it's still dependent on fiat, that means banks are still involved at some level. So I'm, I'm not tinfoiling it. I'm saying I question the value of what it's, the problem it's trying to solve other than sounding cool. The last bit of note that I'll mention here that may affect you if you are in the UK or if you are one of those who uses VPN to trade on exchanges that are not in the US, wink, wink. FinTech firm Revolut, who has a, it's an exchange out in the United Kingdom and they allow US customers, so they have a limited set of tokens and coins that are available for US customers. They came out recently and sent a message, email message to their U.S. users telling them that just like with Robinhood, they're going to be yanking Cardano, Polygon, Matic, and Solana, the three, effective immediately so you will not be able to hold or sell these cryptocurrencies. And after a date, which they haven't given yet, they're going to sell your stuff on the free market, just like Robinhood. This is once again where they're freaking out over the Gary Gensels of the world. Revolut has over 80 tokens. They feel like this is a small impact. I don't, but they feel like it's it's a small impact and there's tons of other tokens that will be left alone because they feel that they are not securities where these three are believed to be securities or at least theorized to be securities. So if you're in this Revolut, I would advise you again to remove your cryptocurrency, not your keys, not your wallet. Don't leave it in the exchange because getting it sold in the free market is a very bad thing. You're going to almost guarantee lose money because these are going to drop as this continues to happen. So I share that because I don't want people possibly losing value due to decisions from terrified, no balls, rich people making decisions for you about your cryptocurrency. And I would simply add the recommendation. Don't leave your coins or tokens inside of an exchange, not your keys, not your coins. This is the kind of thing that can happen and it's going to continue to happen because they don't have any balls and they can do whatever they want to do. Just like banks technically could too. But if you notice, you don't have banks doing stuff like this these days. It's all about these crypto exchanges. So that's all I got in terms of news and updates. I'm going to close with one note. There's a lot of scams starting to pop up. Thanks to Pepe. 
these scams are very tricky. They'll do everything in the sun to entice you to buy, including showing the contracts renounced, showing that they passed all sorts of audits, showing that the supply is crazy high, but yet the market cap is to the moon. Do, do, do. Tricks like wash trading. They'll do everything they can to convince you that something is legitimate. And I would simply advise you to be careful. Make sure not to YOLO in anything, unless you're a gambler, you can do whatever you do with your money. I'm just going to put the recommendation out there. Don't YOLO in anything. Make sure it's money you can afford to lose because it's a very challenging time. And a lot of these scammers know that. They know that there's desperation to get into the next something and chase green candles. And like I said on my other episode, here at CryptoTalkRadio.net, please don't chase the green candle. You're never going to win that way. you got to get smarter about which investments make sense for you and choose accordingly, but also make sure not to throw too much money at it. Unless you're a gambler and you choose to do that and you admit that you are, cool. I'm talking about for everybody else in the world that doesn't want to lose money because there's no reason to lose money. I would say taking care of your family, keeping food on your table, and keeping a roof over your head is much more important than chasing a bunch of green candles, especially if the projects are crap and you know they're crap. I repeat one last time. I can't tell you what to do with your money. But anybody who's listening to my show, I want to make sure they stay safe above all else because... I do think we're going to have a good either end of the year or 2024. And so patience is a virtue in that regard. But some people simply can't wait. They can't, they can't resist. They can't help themselves. I understand. I'm simply going to share the recommendation, leave it at that. And I'm going to get back to my endeavor, see how they're doing, have a somewhat of a short night's sleep, get up in the morning, check in again, make sure everything's smooth, and then hopefully I can, everything will calm down so I can actually focus a little bit more on fun stuff as opposed to dry things. I'm not doing a lot of crypto trading these days because I see things are in kind of this middling state. I don't see it's worth doing significant moves because it's either going to result in a great loss or a tiny gain for now. In some cases, for the tax benefit, I might choose to take a significant loss to offset gains. Right now, it's not that time for me. Right now, it's a holding pattern. See what things are going to do. I'm especially curious about what's going to happen to Ethereum in the near future. And hopefully we can get to a run sooner than I estimate, because I think a lot of people are impatiently waiting for it. I simply think we're not there yet, and time will tell whether I got that right. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take. 
And what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.